And I will. Chapter 5 Taco could hear something distantly. The babble of a spring, a dog barking, voices. Loop wasn't far from him, but she seemed off. Everything seemed off. He wasn't really supposed to be unconscious. Loop let him because she was nice and he loved her, but it was careless for both of them to really sleep at the same time. You're sure they're in here, said someone, not far off. Looking for them? Taco's chest squeezed, but not like it did normally. He wanted Loop. She was right there, and he didn't know what he wanted her for. But he felt too full and wrong, and he wanted his sister. That's where they hang out when they need to be off for a while. You sure you can help them? Grandpa, he was good. He provided for them. Taco didn't like the other voice, but he was struggling to figure out why past all the bad he felt. He opened his eyes and everything was too bright, too close, too vibrant, and he was right in the middle of it, slumped over a rock with Loop opposite him. She was huddled against the cave wall like she'd been thrown there. It didn't look comfortable, and Taco wanted to fix it. He wasn't really supposed to want to coddle her, he didn't think. But lately, and right now especially, well, his failures notwithstanding, something was wrong. He struggled to concentrate on the problem and not curl up with Loop and do something. Cling. Yell a lot. Ugh, embarrassing. There was a shadow in the mouth of the cave. A man, big, imposing, and carrying a sword. Taco didn't like him. And he didn't like Taco either. Right, the paladin. Gregory Grimaldus. He owed Loop fifteen dollars, and he'd tried to kill Taco. Ha! You owe my sister fifteen dollars, Taco croaked. His voice sounded bad. And even screaming? No, he was with Loop. Loop wouldn't do that. Loop let him go soft. Loop liked him better when he was soft. He really wasn't supposed to want Loop to like him so badly. The man startled, which, fair. Taco wouldn't expect someone sprawled across the cave like they'd been shot to talk either. He should stand up, but he ached, and he didn't want to move. He did anyway. What have you done to her? Gregory whispered. Unfair. Taco wouldn't do anything to Loop. You talking about Loop or your mama? Not his best material. He dragged himself between Loop and the threat, shaky and wobbling. How about you leave us alone and I won't kick your ass? The paladin didn't seem convinced. To be fair, Taco was barely standing and he wanted very badly to lie down. He probably wouldn't be intimidated either. Loop groaned behind him, and Taco stiffened. He needed to get this guy out fast. He needed to take care of his sister. Loop was great. She let him be her brother, and she was nice to him, and she didn't want him to do awful things. Taco wondered if maybe he could stay with her forever. 
That was silly. No, wait, Greg. Paladin, focus. You're a monster, Gregory hissed. I should have finished you last night. Gods, forgive me. I was too late to save Loop, but I can make sure this ends here. Fuck off, said Taco. Loop was sitting up behind him. He reached the hand back and waved it until he felt her hair and patted it, just touching her, hearing her move. Something awful and empty inside him began to loosen. He hadn't realized he'd been so afraid that he'd done something to hurt her. What had he done? Taco, I don't feel so good, she muttered. One of her hands found his, and for a second Greg disappeared. The cave disappeared. Everything disappeared. There was no reason for Taco to think it, but suddenly he was sure. This is what being a person was supposed to feel like. This was what it meant to be real, to be whole, to exist. Standing between his sister and danger, knowing she had his back and he had hers, something deep and fresh and aching began to heal. Fuck, that wasn't supposed to happen. The paladin lunged forward and caught him with his longsword, luckily just a graze, but when he moved to dodge, he jostled Loop out of her stupor. What the fuck? You again? she asked, scrambling to her feet. Taco, you okay? Yeah, buddy boy here couldn't hit the side of a barn, he said, glancing at the tear in his shirt. It had a little blood on it. That was distressing. He was distressed. He wasn't supposed to be able to feel distressed. He needed to figure out what had happened. Loop tugged him forward, and they dashed out of the cave. The paladin lunged, and Taco flinched instead of taking the blow for Loop. It felt weird. He was scared of getting hit again. But they didn't have time to stop, and they were out and sprinting before they could even adjust to the sun. Taco ran straight into Loop's back as she ran straight into someone else. Grandpa? she asked. Right. Yeah, there had been another voice, hadn't there? And a dog, Fajita from the farm. Grandpa didn't look so good, pale and drawn. Loop. Taco. He was looking at them funny. He was looking at them wrong. Taco clutched Loop's hand and backed up but the only way to go was into the cave. Grandpa? Taco echoed, but his voice sounded all wrong, watery and shaky. His vision was blurring. Was he broken? Children, this man is here to help you. He can heal you if you just let him. Now step back into the cave, Grandpa said. It'll be over soon. You'll be so much happier. Don't you want to get better? Greg hadn't seemed too interested in fixing them. Was Taco too broken to be repaired? Why hadn't anyone told him? What had he done wrong? He looked to Loop for answers. Loop wasn't bothering to think about it. She glared at their grandfather like she glared at anyone who talked about Taco, and for some reason he felt warm warm and grippingly empty and overfull all at once. 
There is nothing wrong with Taco, and there is nothing wrong with me, she snarled. That man tried to kill us. Move. Right, right, he'd hurt Loop, and he had to be stopped. Taco wished he could focus. He wished things would make sense for a moment, just allow him to breathe. But Loop was pulling him, and if she was leaving, he would go. They sprinted past their grandfather, and Taco caught an arm in the stomach as he tried to catch them, but he pushed forward and they got down the path, and that was all they needed. Grandpa Tostada was old, and the paladin was in heavy armor, and they were two elven children running for their lives. Fajita might have been able to catch them, but she was more concerned with investigating the cave. What did... what happened? Loop gasped as they went. Oh no, something's wrong. I feel wrong, Taco said, because this was Loop, and she would help him. Me too. I think I'm gonna be sick. They didn't really have time for that. On a whim, Taco looked at their intertwined hands and focused. He wasn't supposed to be able to do magic. He pushed, with his mind, like he'd tried to a hundred times before. I have energy. I have more energy than I can handle. Please, my sister needs it. And there was a glow, a feeling of a push, and a weight lifted off of Taco's chest and Luke gasped. Her face colored and he realized how gray she'd looked. She snapped her head back to look at him, but he had to tug her out of the way before she tripped over a root and she turned back to the road ahead of them. What was that? she demanded. That was, that was incredible. Taco, what did you do? This wasn't the time or the place, but she told him to tell her what he'd done. But it was a really, really terrible idea to try and talk and also run for their lives. Trust me for a bit. Once we're out of here, I don't really know, but I have a guess, but we've gotta go. Please, Loop. He had vague memories, sense impressions more than anything, telling him not to fight her. She knew what was right. He just needed to help her and do what she said. But he was also supposed to keep her alive and not skewered, and Loop wouldn't hurt him for suggesting something else. It was stupid, and Loop was brilliant. Yeah, of course. Think that clearing with the fairy circle's good? She was already getting short of breath, and he was too. He shook his head, but she couldn't see it. Too close, and it's a fairy circle. Don't fucking trust those things. Been to the creek where we saw the frog? It had been a hell of a frog, too. It should be far away enough, right? How far would one paladin old man go? Think there'll still be a den upstream from there? The landscape was becoming more sparsely forested and rocky, inclining sharply in twists and turns. It would be easier to see pursuers soon, but easier to be spotted, too. Find out soon, Taco panted. It took three hours to get to the old den next to the creek. A family of bears had lived there, but they'd moved on or been hunted and the den was mostly abandoned. If you didn't mind the smell or the trek to get up there, it was sheltered and warm in the winter, and it offered a spectacular view of the valley below. Taco kept the nervous watch on the lights of the village, 
and the slope up to the den. Oh, I feel like shit, Luba groaned. She'd slumped straight onto her face on the bare ground. Sorry, I think that might be my fault. I didn't mean to, Taco said. I didn't think anything would happen. She opened one eye to look at him, and he sat down next to her. What did happen? He started combing his hands through her hair, a nervous habit. That was something else he wasn't supposed to have, but Luke had taught him a lot of things about being alive. You remember last night? He asked quietly. Loop hummed and rolled her shoulders, giving him space to work. Hard to forget, she said. Taco laughed, and then startled because he... Well, they both made jokes before, and they'd been funny, and he'd laughed. But now, that was hilarious. Fuck, did she remember last night? What kind of question was that? Hey, Loop, remember how that guy tried to kill us? Did you forget in the fucking half day or something? He leaned his forehead on her back, giggling. Hard to forget. Ha. Loop didn't seem to get her moment of comedic genius, because she propped herself on her elbows and twisted to look at him. Hey, Taco, is this a shock? How many fingers am I holding up? She wasn't even holding up any fingers, just staring at him like he'd grown another head. He let out another guffaw. Gods, had he ever been blessed when he'd gotten her as his sister? He couldn't resist the urge to give her a hug, giggling all the while. She twisted, but he really didn't want to let go, so she flipped him to his side and wrestled him to the ground. All right, come on, what's up? Finally, the laughter passed, and he could breathe. His chest hurt, and his face. It was a good hurt. Can I be glad I have the best sister? He asked. You fought a paladin for me. You were so cool. And you... Loop, I'm having a lot of feelings for the first time now. It's very a lot. Loop, I think you gave me part of your soul. And breathless, giggling, still a child by so many standards, Taco began to understand what it meant to be Loop's brother. She grinned and wrestled him and didn't regret it. Does that mean I'm really the older one now? She asked him later, when his newfound energy wore down. No, I'm older than your puny mind could comprehend, he drawled, lying on his back and looking up at the stars. A fire was too risky, but they could see in the dark. Seriously, Taco, is this your birthday now? If you didn't have a soul before, how are you, like, sentient? She was looking up, too, but she paused to look at him. He shrugged. Just was, I guess. I still had feelings and all, obviously. Remembered when I socked Joey in the mouth last week? That was totally feelings. I thought it was a good idea at the time, but now I'm pretty sure it was feelings. She laughed. He deserved it. So what, 
you had a fake soul? Like a baby one? She asked. He waved his hand noncommittally. Fuck if I know. Something's been keeping me going. Consciousness is, like, a thing. I don't really know a lot about souls. He should probably look into it, though. If he was going to have one now, already seemed like a whole new world. I'll help. Does that mean I don't have a soul now? Fuck, he hadn't thought of that. Could Loop live without a soul? Would him having her soul hurt her? Fuck, he looked at her intently. Hey, Loop, I think it would be a good and morally upright idea to kill the next person we see. What the fuck? Talk out! He grinned. Nah, you've got it. I'm just, you know, sharing it, maybe? She stared at him flatly. Both of them rolled onto their sides now to maintain eye contact. You didn't have a problem with killing people before! Right. Yeah, that was... Maybe not the most optimal way to go about that. I mean, I knew it was wrong. I wouldn't have done it if you didn't ask me to, he hedged. So I could have told you to murder some guy and you would have done it? No questions asked? Fuck, this was going into upsetting territory. He really didn't want to make her unhappy. No, no, I would have felt bad. Like, I probably would have made sure you really wanted to first. Like, make sure it wasn't a spur-of-the-moment thing you would regret later. I mean, if you wanted to kill someone, you'd probably have a good reason to. Taco was pretty okay at talking until he was out of trouble, usually, if only because people got freaked out when he looked at them for too long. That hurt his feelings now, what the fuck? But that had never worked with Loop. Luckily, she nodded. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you wanted to kill someone, I'd probably do it. That makes sense. She rolled back. And now we can share our soul, and we can learn magic together. Learning magic. Real. Actual. Magic. It had been a quiet fantasy of his. Completely impossible. But, oh, he wished it weren't. But now he had a soul. Well, he had a timeshare on a soul. Do you think we could? He asked. He felt Loop shrug. You did that thing earlier today. I don't see why not. Paco felt like he could burst. Magic for him! He could take something and turn it into something else. He could make fire or understand life force or maybe someday... Well, there were some things that would always be impossible. It was stupid to hope for. But he might be able to do magic now. Taco had a hell of a time meditating that night. Too buzzed up on the energy of having his soul and trying to feel the surge and push of it with every second. It pulled and pulled and pulled towards Loop, but it never left him, warm and glowing in his chest. By the time dawn came, he could make it visible 
and it was like a rope made of ethereal fire that connected him to Loop, no matter where he was, with a little bright coal always anchored in him. When he pushed or pulled too hard, Loop would jump and her ears would twitch and she'd punch him in the shoulder. When she pushed back, he could feel it like a punch to the gut, but not painful, somehow. When he carefully felt out the ragged, grasping edges, they began to hurt less. His new soul connected him to Loop, forever and always. He hoped, please, gods, don't let anyone take his soul from him. But it was his now, too. He had a soul of his very own. Were so many things he could never have, and now he had one of them, and it was a part of him. Those same edges happened to have a hell of a lot of magical energy, too. He and Loop got a head start on their studies of magic due to the sudden well of sorcery they got from a split soul. And while the power waned as it healed, they had magic in their blood, and there wasn't a thing that could stop them from using it. They hit the road just before dawn that morning and kept going. They kept going for a long time. Decades later, they were lounging in the back of a cart, peeling apples, when Loop finally got up the nerve to ask, Taco, do you ever think about the future? She didn't look up, just kept sliding away with her knife over the barrel of peels. The road would mask the noise of their conversation. She could feel Taco looking at her, but he passed up the joke. All the time. No, not like... I mean, our future. Are we going to be on the caravan track forever? Open a restaurant and settle down? Are we going to be somebody someday? Her smooth slices got choppy and ragged as she got nervous, but Taco's were steady and methodical as always. He didn't worry about these kind of things. As if to prove it, Taco said, I know we're going to be somebody someday, Loop. You're going to be incredible in whatever you choose to be, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get you there. Which, okay, very sweet, but not really what she'd been looking for. She decided to just say it. I want to go to school for magic. Like, in one place. At a university. Taco nodded. Then we'll go. What do we need to get ready? Well, if that wasn't too easy. Are you okay with that? She'd been expecting a fight, honestly. Maybe a big one, like they hadn't had since Auntie was killed. Taco loved cooking. Got fidgety when they were in one place too long. Didn't trust people who weren't temporary. Studying for fantasy GEDs would be his idea of hell. Still, he just shrugged and kept peeling an apple in a perfect spiral. Yep. No, seriously. This is a big life decision, and I want to know if you're okay with it. She put her apple in the peeled basket and didn't pick up another. He paused, too, looking at her quizzically, and then kept going. There was a nick in his spiral peel. Loop, I know you want my opinion on things, and normally that's great, that's fantastic, but seriously, I don't have one. 
If that's what you've decided to do, then we'll do it. He put his peeled apple down and picked up a new one, hacking away at a bruise. Bullshit! Don't you start with that subservient crap! He had to have some thoughts one way or another. Taco loved magic, loved that he could do it, hadn't stopped showing off for months when he got his part of their soul under control well enough for prestidigitation. And he hated being told what to do, though that was probably Loop's influence. Taco put down his new apple and moved the peel basket out from between them. Serious time. I don't... I don't really care, Loop. I am physically, spiritually incapable of forming an opinion about this life decision. Or any life decisions you make. Like, if you told me tomorrow we're going to kill everyone we know, I can recognize right now that I would feel bad about it as an idea. But if you told me you wanted to do it, I would do it, and I wouldn't care. I can't have an opinion about this. And once again, Loop cursed all the laws that made her brother what he was, that told him he couldn't have a soul and he had to follow her orders and he couldn't want things for himself. She hated everything in this world and any other that told him he couldn't be a person and she could work as hard as she wanted to give him freedom Without properly understanding the magic behind his existence, she couldn't help him escape it. That was why they needed to go to school for this. He said it wasn't possible, but she had to try. She had to make it possible. There's always a way to cheat with magic. So if I wanted to go with, who's that creep? He thought we were hot. Chad? disgusting little man, offered them safety in return for a threesome. She wouldn't have touched him with a ten-foot pole before the offer, and Taco had only just restrained her from killing him afterwards. Is that what you've decided? Taco asked, and gods, he was taking it seriously. No! You hate that idea as much as I did! You kicked him in the face! Never let it be said that Taco didn't get his licks in when they were deserved. Taco looked relieved. Then I hate it. As an abstract idea, I hate it. As something we could be forced into, I hate it. As something you've decided to do, though, whoop, I just can't. I'm not allowed to fight you on this. Whatever you decide, I have to make it happen. He put his hand on top of hers, like she was the one hurt by this, and ducked down to meet her eyes. Fuck. That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. I can't just... I'm not gonna force you to take your fantasy GEDs. What the fuck? She clenched her fists and unclenched them, wanting to get up and pace, but lacking the space for it. She hopped off the cart and started jogging to keep up with it just to burn some energy. Taco kept the hold of her hand. Look, it makes sense, right? Like, what if you wanted to save the world from a big jelly monster, and I was afraid of jelly, so I wanted to run away? The world would end because I'm squeamish. I can't be allowed to fuck up something that important. It's just not practical. 
really, loop. Just be pragmatic about this. It makes everything easier for you, right? Whatever you decide, I'll automatically be happy about it. It's for the best, really. Wow, she hated every word he was saying. He seemed to understand that he was losing her somewhere in his logic, but as often was the case, he'd missed the part where he was a person, and he should be allowed to not like things. Jogging after the cart wasn't making her feel any better, so she tugged Taco's hand and he helped her back up. Is that how you feel, Taco? Or is that how you're being made to feel? This time it was her holding on to his hand, ducking down to catch his eye. He'd been prepared for something, but not that. He looked lost. What? he asked. Is that how you feel, Taco? Or is that how you have to feel because some bullshit rule made by someone who didn't know what they were talking about? She insisted. He flinched. I don't... I don't know if there's a difference, he whispered. I don't... I can't resent what I am, Loop. I'm made to serve. You made it so I can care about other things, and thank you for that, but... I don't think I can fix this. I can't do it alone. Taco fell silent, wincing. This was the closest her brother would come to asking for her help. Much closer than he was supposed to. And she'd done that to him. She couldn't regret sharing her soul with him, though. She loved her brother in any form. But he'd been so much happier being able to use magic and feel things without a barrier. Surely, surely, she could separate him from his service once and for all if she just found a way. He said it wasn't magic she could study that made him, but there had to be something. She wouldn't let her brother suffer for something as simple as wanting a life. This isn't going to be how it is forever, Taco. I'm going to cut you loose, and you're going to have every fucking opinion. Someday, I'm going to suggest something dumb or pick a fight, and you're just going to sock me in the mouth and come up with a way to cheat with magic, and no rules are going to stop you. She grabbed his face, turned him to look her in the eye. You hear me? Taco's going to be a free elf. His ears, still in practice and clumsy with expressing his emotion, began to perk up and swivel towards her, shaking of their usual sluggishness. She was pretty sure Taco wasn't allowed to do things like hope for freedom, but he looked pretty damn teary, and Loop was ready to stick it to whatever entity or organization had made him. Round 3,012. Score goes to Loop. Is that what you've decided? Taco stared her in the eyes. Yes, she said. She ruffled his hair, and he didn't even protest. Then we'll make it happen, he grinned. And that's a promise, she finished and brought him in for a hug. The End of Chapter 5